0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Where It Went podcast. I'm Javier. And I'm Greg. And uh, this is our first episode. Uh, We're going to call this episode zero, uh, maybe even triple zero. And uh, this is just going to be kind of an introduction to the podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about why we're doing this, um, introduce ourselves, uh, talk about the format, talk about the future, and then the next episode, we're just going to jump right into Revelation 001. So, uh, you know, I thought it'd be interesting if we introduce each other instead of introducing ourselves. So, uh, Greg, why don't you take it away and introduce me, or at least what you think my introduction would be? Sure. So, um, my co-host here is
1: Javier, and um known Javier for almost five years, something like that. Um, But I've known of him longer. Um, He's from the West. He's our, the West Coast representation on the podcast. He's in Orange County, California. And he played in a bunch of bands. Um, Most notably, I would guess, 18 Visions. He was in Throwdown for a little bit. Um, He uh, was in a band called The Mistake that he did vocals for. And he is currently in a band called uh, Extricate, uh, playing guitar and also in a new band, right. Called, uh, go Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, the, we just actually just had our first practice yesterday, which was yeah.
1: a fun. And, 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 and you weird. play, he plays guitar for that. No, I'm singing. Uh, he's singing. That's right. Yeah. Weird. So back to singing. So from after the mistake, right, this is mm-hmm. the first singing. Um, yeah. he also does a, uh, contraband goods puts out a lot of cool t-shirts and works with uh, some charities which is awesome like a lot of um products go to charity and uh you know also works with integrity uh among other bands right like you, he does like mm-hmm. official uh merch a lot of cassettes things like that contrabandgoods.com
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh he's just an all-around great dude a
0: f- father husband and a great friend Oh man. That's so nice of you. Thanks. Uh, and Greg, uh, similarly father husband, uh, between us, we have five kids, which is great. Um, professional working, the the working man, um, almost you would be a suit almost, but, uh, you got a regular office job, which is actually like admirable in these days in a way. Um, grew up in a different scene than me. Like uh, Greg was in a band called One Up and was like, you know, they played posse numbers and was a little bit more in that like, uh, I don't want to say old school, hardcore revival, but like, mm, you know, in that vein, it was more of like traditional hardcore. And uh, a Pennsylvania native, Did you were you born in Pennsylvania? Yeah,
1: right outside, born outside of Philadelphia. Still reside outside Philadelphia. Just moved around different towns, but Mm -hmm.
0: same area. Yeah. So we have like, it's it's very indicative of hardcore in general because we have different upbringings, different coasts, different scenes, but we're brought together by the love of this thing, this uh, this scene, this music, and all of the good and bad things that come with it. And both of us, one of those things happens to be uh, music released by a record label called Revelation Records, which is the reason why we're here on this podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's as far as like hardcore, I mean, it it was the most formative label for me, like all my favorite stuff came on revelation and you know one up wanted to just sound like bands on revelation like it was it's still is like a huge part of my dna i mean i'm i'm literally wearing you can see on the zoom i'm wearing a gorilla biscuits t-shirt you know like it's it's just part of my it's a big part of my hardcore dna for sure um and i was saying to javier before we started recording like I guess the the thing that interests me the most and why I wanted to, you know, explore the revelation catalog, as opposed to some other labels is one, their story still ongoing, which is cool. Like they're still putting out records. Um, but two, is it for like an independent label? They took a lot of risks and, you know, some other labels around that time took risks and didn't pay off. Like I'm thinking about victory, like, they had so many classic releases in the beginning. Some risks paid off, got them some money, but other risks are just unlistenable trash. But Revelation, I think like a lot of their like shots in the dark they took ended up being like excellent stuff, you know, that we'll talk about when we get to those releases. But it's just an inspiring, like a cool label. The logo's
0: iconic. Like, there's just so many reasons why like To do a podcast about them yeah like looking through the discography i mean back to back you have better than a thousand and in my eyes which you know probably went on tour together and then elliot and then another in my eyes and then kiss it goodbye and by a thread like all of those together it musically they don't sound alike you know they're from the same scene, kind of the same part of the country, but like other than that, it would if you saw those bands on a mixed bill, it would be it would be weird. But somehow Revelation had the, I don't know, the uh, sense to put all those records out together to you know get different people to buy their records, and it it worked. Yeah, and and like I want to say like we're not.
1: Do I love every single release that they've put out? no i can't think of any labels that last a long time there's newer labels where they have 10 releases and maybe like them all but but i'm gonna say they had a lot more hits than misses than than most um you know most of the other labels that came up around the late 80s and early 90s um you know they rev started in 87 you know around the same time as i think victory started a little later but like they were the two big labels when i got into hardcore like if something was on revelation or if something was on victory
0: you knew it was going to be good or you assumed it was going to be good or at least you knew about it because they had the ads and the fanzines um some of these had videos even before youtube was a thing um the bands were touring you know i I remember seeing state of the nation and i was like oh this band is on rev so then it made me listen to it and I might not have been into it, but at least I gave it a shot. Um, you know, looking at some of these records, I probably haven't listened to some of these records since they came out and I decided it wasn't for me. But then they're still putting out records. Just in the past couple of years, like that Fall Silent 7-inch is a fucking ripper. And that Drain record is a fucking ripper. So Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Like the fact that in
1: 2020, I can buy... A drain the the LP they did for Drain, and it's good. Mm. I mean, not many labels you can say that if they're around for that long. Yeah, like Discord has cool stuff, but they they've it's a whole different you know thing. And usually the stuff I like of like say Discord is like you know Ian MacKay's new project or something. Mm. It's not necessarily like a new thing. Like Drain's a new band. It's not guys from Bold or something in it. It's Mm -hmm. just young kids playing really good hardcore. Right. Um, and they signed that band Dare, who's also really cool. So, yeah, I just think it's neat that it's a, it's an ongoing story Um and it's not like some of the other labels where they took this huge left turn and never recovered from it.
0: Yeah, like, I, I got to be honest, I can't think of too many Discord records that I like past Bugazzi, Um, if any. Like, I don't even really, really enjoy the last Fugazi record. So if we were to be doing a podcast about Discord, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to check out, like, find another host. I don't think that I could sit through, um, you know, 15 years of records that I don't like. But that's not going to be the case with Revelation Records because in the past 5, 10, 20 years, there's records in there that maybe I don't like so much, um, but at least, like, I'm interested enough to listen to it again and talk about it. Yeah, with a with a sort of like
1: critical ear mm-hmm. and and maybe give. But yeah, t- they've had a lot of stuff. I think in the past, even ten years, like that violent reaction. I know you're a fan. Oh my god, um, I
0: love violent reaction. Yeah, and like yeah. that's
1: there's not you know not everybody's still putting out cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it'll it'll definitely be it's going to be interesting for us. Hopefully it's interesting for other
0: people. Yeah. Um, what, do you have any early memories associated with uh, Revelation records that like really stand out in your mind that kind of like, I don't want to necessarily say shaped you because like we kind of go into that, but just like, um you know, a memory that you have about it.
1: I have a random memory of when I was, I was growing up, And I lived, like I said, in the suburbs. So people were always just, you know, we're always just hanging outside, whatever, walking around, even as young kids, like it didn't really kind of go wherever. And my girl that I was in, was in my grade, I was sort of friends with her. She had two older brothers and they were into like punk and they knew I was into like, like I had gotten into like Fugazi and, you know, I was into like Dinosaur Junior and like all this stuff I still like today, but like mm-hmm. that kind of like gateway stuff into hardcore, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember they wanted, I, I had like a tape or something that they wanted and they offered me to trade. And I'll never forget this. He, he had two tapes. He had Judge bringing it down and that band Senseless Things. I think they were from Scotland. They're like oh, a power pop. I have pop. no idea. Mm-hmm. -hmm. And I chose senseless things, and I don't think I ever listened to it. But for some reason, Judge, like it stuck in my head. So I sort of like remembered them and like filed it away. And then maybe a year later, when I was like 14, so this would have been eighth grade, 95. Uh, my friend got the Disengage, the Youth of Today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that cover so cool with yeah. Capo doing the jump. And, mm-hmm. and Porcel has on the Judge shirt. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, and I kind of put two and two together. And I really liked that 7-inch a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think I bought it because I was more buying CDs. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, I, like, would listen to it, you know, or he'd let me borrow it. And I knew, like, oh, Revelation. And then from there, it went to, like, the Gorilla Biscuit 7-inch and – you know, so on and so forth. But yeah. And then eventually probably by like 10th or 11th grade, it was like, okay, now I got to dig into this whole back catalog of like chain of strength and bold and
0: side by side and all that. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned bringing it down because I think I was in either going into ninth grade or already in ninth grade. And so this is 91 or 92 and there, I was super, super into skateboarding, like like every fucking day skateboarding. And there was a skater named Kui, Kui Nguyen, and uh, he later became like a semi-pro kind of. And all of the skaters around here were at least somewhat knowledgeable of hardcore. And he gave me a tape. On one side, it was Operation Ivy, and on the other side, it was Start Today and Bringing It Down. And... It's crazy that all of that fit onto one cassette, you know what I mean? And then from there, the f- I, I want to say the first record I ever bought was uh, Start Today on vinyl, which I still own that copy. And then the first CD I ever bought, because CDs were like, you know, a little bit more rare back then. Um, my dad took me to the record store and I bought Bringing It Down on CD. So it's crazy I often refer to Start Today as starter pack hardcore, you know? And I kind of joke sometimes like, oh, Start Today is for children. But like, it is. It's, it's accessible. Um, it's not offensive. It's high energy. And it's like, it's just kind of feel good, like fun music, but yet still hardcore punk somehow. I would say it's, yeah, I think it's a perfect hardcore record i mm-hmm. i don't want
1: to i don't want to talk too much about it because you know we'll, yeah, have, we'll get into it we'll have an episode but yeah that was definitely the game changer for me but i heard the seven inch first mm-hmm. like not even in like a cool guy way like i wasn't around in 88 when the mm-hmm. seven inch or 87 whenever it was but that was the cd i found and that and the seven inch also has like the iconic cover of the mm-hmm. the whole gorilla and everything mm-hmm. and i thought that was cool and then Keep in mind, this was 95, so who was popping at that point was Siv. Mm. So then I got the the Siv album first mm-hmm. after that and then went to Start Today later on. But, like, mm. yeah, Start Today is definitely a great – that and, like, Minor Threat discography or, yeah. like two that I would say, oh, you want to get into hardcore? Try these first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too, that, like, I guess Rev 1 through 10, some of those records, like – the side-by-side seven inch and the sick of it all seven inch and uh you know the together comp those even back then when we were young were kind of hard to get your hands on like you couldn't just go on discogs and buy one for like you know hundreds of dollars you had to know someone that wanted to get rid of it or you had to just be lucky enough to walk into the record store and find one on the wall and you had 200 extra dollars or whatever, and, and, or you traded it, which I also have some like fun, <laughs> funny stories to get into when we get into some of these records. But you couldn't just download this shit. Like you had to really seek it out. And sometimes you won and sometimes you were like, eh, this isn't for me, but you had the record in your hand.
1: Or sometimes you, missed, you just missed out mm. and then didn't come to it until you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, I can't believe you never heard that. And I'm thinking, yo, I didn't like, like a great example we'll talk about is the Warzone 7 inch. Mm-hmm. I love Warzone. That 7 inch wasn't on CD to my knowledge, at least mm-hmm. not like officially. No. I know they re recorded the stuff for the victory. Yeah. But like the Warzone I listened to is the first two albums. Uh-huh. So like I was, you know, a teenager listening to, you know, Don't Forget the Struggle and right. Open Your Eyes. 7-inch, I was just kind of like, oh, most of these songs are on the album, so whatever. Like, I was like a grown adult by the time I finally heard the Lower East Side crew 7-inch. And same thing with Together. Like, I thought, oh, all these songs are on the way it is, so I don't even need to bother with this because I have the way it is. But then, then, you know, again, I was a grown adult and listened to Together. I'm like, oh, these songs are different, like, versions.
0: Yeah, and like, like, I I was... I. I loved the burn seven inch from like, you know, first listen, but then when the orange nine millimeter record came out, I was like, this isn't burn. This is, this just like, isn't burn. And so I didn't appreciate it. And now in 2020, I go back and I listen to it and I'm like, wow, these songs are fucking awesome. So it's like having that, um, I guess maturity and that refined taste and also maybe patience to sit down and actually listen to some of these records and not just dismiss it because it wasn't something else and that happens a lot in revelation because you have members like porcel or sammy like how many of these records did he play on and so you're like oh this record has to be good because it features so and so but it you weren't into it at first and then you can go back and be like oh shit the ray and porcel seven inch actually slaps yeah. I love it. But, but yeah, that's, and you know, the, the stuff like,
1: like the, the mid period stuff that maybe as a kid you're like, ah, this isn't hardcore enough. Mm. Um, for me, I, I was into that stuff right away. Like, you know, Texas is the reason mm-hmm. sense field, mm-hmm. but I know some people it took a, a while to like warm up to that stuff. So I'm just right. looking forward to listening with a, for the like for a I don't know if it's a critical ear but like with like a for the purpose of research basically right, right. and and being like like a band that I know I will probably love when I listen but I never was into at the time because not even for any reason just it was like Elliot like I know mm-hmm. that when I go to those Elliot records I'm gonna love them because mm-hmm. it's just my kind of stuff but mm-hmm. at the time I just was you know knee deep in Youth Crew or
0: whatever yeah. so I didn't I didn't listen to them. I'm looking forward to revisiting the Whirlpool 12-inch. And also, like, I kind of slept on Down to Nothing. I think that came out at a time. Let's see, the first Down to Nothing record came out. I don't know. seven, I think. Yeah, so, like, I just maybe wasn't into it at the time. But, like, then I went and I, I heard later on their Four Walls Falling cover. And I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. So, you know there's there's stuff that i'm in, in the middle of the um, of the discography or towards the end that i'm you know super looking forward to revisiting yeah the
1: down to nothing stuff's good on there mm-hmm. by the way you'll you'll enjoy um so yeah it, it, i think it'll be like i said it'll be fun
0: yeah it's going to be a wild journey um i also have the privilege i guess the um i don't know the word for it but i grew up in a town like two towns over from Huntington Beach or maybe even I grew up in Costa Mesa which borders Huntington Beach which is where Revelation has been since what when did they move there 92 89 I will we'll figure that out but. yeah I think
1: I think um, early 90s uh-huh.
0: so there is a, a record store called Vinyl Solution in Huntington Beach and Vinyl Solution and Noise, Noise, Noise in Costa Mesa, they got, like, I walked into the record store and bought the Gorilla Biscuit 7-inch on green vinyl, which was supposed to be mail order only. But because it was right there next to Rev, I could, I could, I had access to it. And you, you couldn't just walk in, or maybe you could back then, but I never could just walk into Rev and be like, hey, I want to buy this stuff. But it was available. I didn't have to mail order it. I could get shirts. I could see these bands live. I saw Ignite all the time. And now... As an adult in my 40s, I can take, I don't need to get on the freeway to get to Revelation Records. I can get there, I think, 10, 12 minutes or something like that. If I want to drive over there, drop some of my own record label stuff off, maybe, you know, pick something up while I'm there, shoot the shit with Igby and Lance. Um, I can dig through some of the archives. I've never been in the vaults. Maybe someday they'll let me into the vault to look around, but I, I have already gone through the files of artwork and i mean they're like big paper envelope files and i've looked at the original photos i've looked at the original bold logo for the seven inch you know how it has like the white dots on it on the on the seven inch yeah that was that was made by fucking flicking whiteout on it and you can still Rub your hands over it and feel the white out on the logo. So, yeah, see,
1: I love stuff like, and God, I hope, so hopefully, sick. we can, you know, w- for our social media, we can share some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, since you're close, I remember I went to Revelation once, mm-hmm. um, when we were on tour. One Up was on tour with Coalition, and we were doing some days with uh Blue Monday. Mm-hmm. So, all of us went to Rev, and it mm-hmm. was literally for me like, like going to the North Pole and mm-hmm. seeing. <laughs> like at going to you know santa's workshop yeah. because like we went in and they like let us like bought like we bought like like we could like, literally look at the catalog and be like oh i'm gonna buy this shirt and then they gave us a bunch of like old shirts
0: mm.
1: like and i'll share on our socials at some point uh there's a picture of literally all like 15 of us wearing youth of today long i seen
0: that shirt I've yeah. seen that shirt. And maybe even before I knew you, I saw that because yep. it's like, it's just such a crew.
1: Yeah. And we, so it was like they had, so now it's funny because I'm sure that shirt's worth money because they don't make that particular one. You know, yeah. they change their designs. Yeah. They gave us like into another hats, uh-huh, far side hats. Mm-hmm. Like I got like a battery t-shirt, kill holiday. And, mm-hmm. and just like listen to all those different bands and how different they sound. And literally everyone, I was like, Oh, battery. Awesome. You know, yeah. Better than a thousand, great. Uh, far side, cool. Into another, great. You know, all that. And um, so that was a wild, wild experience. So it's yeah. cool that you
0: have, are in close proximity. And I, I, I guess we should mention now, as we start to close this episode, we, Greg and I, are not directly affiliated with Revelation Records. We're not employees. We're not sponsored or anything, uh, we are doing this because we love to talk about hardcore. And um, so some of this information, uh, we're going to have to research on the internet. We're going to have to ask questions of people. We're going to have to reach out. Um, But we are doing this on our own. Uh, We're doing it, as they say, DIY. Yeah. And we're not experts.
1: Mm-hmm. I always like to preface for any, you know, I have another podcast too. And same thing I say. Oh, what's your other podcast called? Um, it was called something to do uh-huh. uh, something with no G to uh-huh. D U with an umlaut over the U um, it's about, it's a Husker do replacements related podcast. Um, and I just same disclaimer there as I'm going to have here is we're not experts. We're just super fans. And anything that we get incorrect. If people want to contact us and say, Hey, that's not correct. We'll gladly, you know, I don't have any ego regarding that. We'll gladly correct. And, and there's stuff like we're going to have to admit, like, I want to be cool and say, like we talked about the Warzone seven inch. I would love to be cool and be like, yeah, I had that, you know, when I was 12, no, there's stuff I'll be like, yeah, I never listened to this until now or or recently.
0: Or never owned. Like I've never owned a physical copy of the Warzone seven inch and like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, So the name for the podcast, we chose, uh, we had some discussion and we chose where it went. And for me, that name is because it went on a journey. It started out, you know, with like a specific sound and a specific scene. And then it started getting bigger and bigger and it went to some crazy places. And it's still going to those crazy places, like we said, you know, in 2020. But um, we don't mean it as went in terms of it went away or it went to like a weird place. It just went places. It went on a journey. And, um, and that's like a, a really cool thing. And I think that it deser- deserves some uh, discussion and dissection. So, yeah. So I think, I think everybody, if you're a fan of
1: revelation records and hardcore um, we hope that you come on this journey with us and enjoy and be interactive. Like, reach out to us. We have um, an Instagram. By the time this comes out, it's um, at where it went Podcast.
0: And then we also have an email, right? Yeah, uh, where it went Podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a phone number. I actually got us a Google voice number. I'll have to track the number down and put it in the comments. But I wanted like a, an instant interaction so people could like text us if they wanted to, or, you know, leave a fucking weird voicemail, uh, maybe some praise, maybe some not praise. Um, but I think that we could like use those sound clips. If people leave us voicemails, um, you know, work that into the, uh, to the episodes somehow. So that's something that I haven't really heard on, um, podcasts too much is people like, you know, calling in or, uh, leaving messages. So that's like some next level shit for us is the the phone number.
1: Cause you know, I know I've talked to Javier about like, I want this to feel like what it is. It's just two friends talking about hardcore.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. We just happen to be recording it.
0: Yeah, Like
1: these are the conversations we would normally be having like not recorded. Right. Like this is just, we happen to hit the record button and let other people in on it. Like we, we want, it interactive like we want other people to partake um because like we said we're not the experts
0: yeah and you know going off of some of the other podcasts that we listen to about music and learning kind of what works and what we like for other stuff we're going to try and keep the episodes like right around the one hour mark you know no no three hour podcasts here if we have something that's super super interesting maybe we'll break it into two parts but like yeah, and I got podcast ADD. I can't. I can't sit through any more than an hour. And even like thirty minutes would be good for some of these episodes.
1: Yeah, like I doubt we're gonna have an hour worth of discussion on the Slipknot seven inch or the gar-
0: the Garrison CD. I Feel
1: like I don't know much about these things, and I don't think there's much out there. But yeah, like you said, Gorilla Biscuits start today. That could be you know a two part episode or something.
0: Yeah. Or well, it actually it's interesting because start today it says that it's Rev uh 12 but it's also rev 84 so that's gonna be maybe we'll we will have two episodes about yeah just (laughs) split apart i think i wonder if that 84 is when it came on the cd with the 99 tracks do you remember that yeah i think i think the 99 tracks came out first so um we'll have to find out why it came out twice um so nice they released it twice yeah so so (laughs) generous thank you everyone (laughs) but um cool yeah all right well then
1: stay tuned uh next next episode is going to be on revelation zero zero one war zones
0: lower east side crew